Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. How you feeling? How you feeling, Mr. Temple? Excuse me, excuse me. Where is my boy? Your first thoughts, David, as you come out? Uh, it's, it's been nine years. It's been a long journey. And uh, we're waiting for justice to be served once and for all. And for the people that put me there and lied and cheated oh, to be able to count. David. David Temple spent nine years in prison for a crime he says he did not commit. A court ruled his trial was unfair, and he's out for now. The question is, will prosecutors try him again? There have been developments in this case in just the past few months, and we've been covering it since 2007. We, the jury, find the defendant, David Mark Temple, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. David Temple was convicted after a six-week trial by a fair and impartial jury. He was given a life sentence for executing his wife and unborn child. My name is Kelly Siegler. I was a Harris County prosecutor for 21 years. You have the right to expect us to tell you the truth. The last murder case I handled here in Harris County was the David Temple case. David Temple was in Katy High School, a big man on campus because he was a big football star out there. Belinda Temple, the kind of girl that nobody could say anything ugly or bad about. They had a son named Evan, and the facts of the case were just so different and horrible. I do not believe David Temple got a fair trial. No person with eyes and ears and half a brain can say David Temple got a fair trial. Mr. DeGarren made the argument that there were more whoa, than whoa, one whoa. burglar. Dick DeGarren was the trial lawyer for David Temple. Dick did the best that he could with what he had. We objected and asked that she stay in the record. Temple's appeals team discovered evidence was withheld from the defense. On my left is the complete investigative report. This was never seen. This is what was suppressed. Did you turn over the 1,400 pages of police reports? No. Every single thing under the law Mr. DeGuerin was entitled to was turned over to him. I care about what I do. I care about the process, and this process shook me. Kids in Katy, lots of them got shotguns. There were alternate suspects in this case. What in the world do they have to do with who killed Belinda Temple? Nothing. She lied, she cheated, and she broke the rules. That's not That's in an the evidence. Record. That's yeah. not in the rule. Last fall, a court agreed that evidence was withheld and overturned Temple's conviction. 
but it is not over yet. David Temple is innocent. I want a complete exoneration. Prosecutors will have to decide whether to try him again for the murder of his wife. Do you think you're going to be retried? I don't know. But if I need to do it, I will do it. And I'd do it tomorrow if I need to do it. I'm Richard Schlesinger. Tonight on 48 Hours, The Alternate Suspects. hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now, you could take 20% off. Go to ahs.com slash 48 to save 20%. That's ahs.com slash 48 for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. American Home Shield, don't worry, be warranty. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It's just a long process of uh, having to go through that and spend 3,000 plus days in prison for something that you didn't commit. David Temple served nine years in prison for the murder of his wife, Belinda. She was eight months pregnant, and he has always denied having anything to do with her death. Finally, just to take another step to being free where I'm at today and just to work day by day of having my name cleared once and for all. Temple's conviction was overturned by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals in late 2016. The court found he did not get a fair trial and granted his request for a new one. His original trial was in 2007. You know with all your heart, David Temple is guilty of murder. And it was one tough case it took more than eight years to bring Temple to trial. Belinda was murdered in 1999. Harris County did an excellent job of collecting evidence and processing the scene. Back then, Steve Clappert was an investigator for the DA's office. He says Belinda Temple's murder unnerved the Houston suburb of Katy. Temple grew up there and was a high school football star. After college, he brought Belinda back to his hometown. We were married in January of 92, college sweethearts. She was an incredible woman, incredible wife, an incredible mother. Belinda taught special ed at Katy High. David coached football in a nearby town. Their son, Evan, was just three and a half. When David told him, he lost his mother. It's the saddest thing that uh, you've seen as a boy that's Just being broken. 
immediately the tears that came out of his eyes. When we spoke with Temple just after his 2007 trial, he told us his version of what happened the day Belinda died. David said Belinda was home after school that afternoon while he took Evan out to run some errands. They are seen on this surveillance tape. We stopped, got two drinks, and I picked up a bag of cat food. He said when they got home, it was clear something was wrong. The back door is open and it's cracked with glass. Took my son across the street and banged on my friend's house and handed them Evan and asked if they would call 911. 911, go ahead, ma'am. Somebody has broken into my neighbor's house. David ran back to his house and he says discovered Belinda's body slumped on the floor of their bedroom closet. A cordless phone was by her side. I just walked in my wife, I believe she's been shot. It's got blood everywhere. She was killed by a shotgun blast to the head. Neither she nor her unborn baby ever had a chance. Have you felt for her to have a pulse? Yes, she doesn't have one. She's gone. She's gone. Temple told police he had no idea what had happened, but as is routine, the police were sizing him up. Usually you go to the closest people. And David, of course, was, the, was her husband, so he was immediately of interest. And from the beginning, they found reasons to doubt David's story. This is the actual door, right? Right, this is the actual door. Dean Holtke, then a crime scene tech, told us in 2007 that he thought the break-in looked staged. If the door is sitting in, in this position closed, closed. and an intruder is going to make entry and break it out here, you would expect to see the glass straight out this way. Broken glass would go straight out. Exactly. But you found it off to the left. Yeah. What did the placement of that glass tell you? The, the door had to have been open when the glass was broken. The TV was down on the floor, but it's not unplugged. You're there to, to steal a TV, or you're, you're first you're going to unplug it, right? But here's what really caught the detective's attention. It turned out that David Temple was cheating on his pregnant wife. He'd been seeing a teacher named Heather Scott. Do you think the affair with Heather was one reason that the jury might have turned against you? Well, absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind. That being unfaithful doesn't make me a murderer. Police believe they had their man but could not arrest Temple because there was no hard evidence connecting him to the crime. No forensics, no fingerprints, no DNA. There were no signs that Temple had cleaned up, no glass or blood was found in his truck, and despite an exhaustive search, police never found a shotgun they could connect to David Temple. There is no evidence that points towards me because it's impossible for there to be any. Because? Because I did not kill my wife, plain and simple. But there was nothing plain and simple about this case. I've not seen a case anything like this. Especially because one of Temple's neighbors had had run-ins with Belinda before. You're not going to believe what happened. And he had lied about his whereabouts on the day she was shot to death. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware, each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. 
So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. that makes this case so well known here in Harris County is because of the way Belinda was killed. It was 2004 when Kelly Siegler got her first look at the case against David Temple in his wife's murder. It was more than five years after the crime and nobody had been arrested. I thought, this is a really good case. But this was not an easy case. No cold case that's a circumstantial evidence case is ever going to be easy, Richard. They're all going to be hard. Siegler had a well-earned reputation for high energy. One, two. High profile. Three, four. And highly dramatic prosecutions. Like you're mad, like you're afraid, like you can't, can't stop. And she believed she could make a case against David Temple with the evidence she had. What did you have? So many little pieces. The stage burglary and the timeline that he tried to put together so perfectly, but he didn't quite pull off. So David Temple was arrested. It took three years to bring him to trial and into Kelly Siegler's crosshairs. So who is David Temple? You're going to hear a lot about him in this trial. He's a man who nobody ever said no to. Kelly Siegler is Texas tough, but so is Temple's lawyer. Like that. Dick DeGaron is famous for helping billionaire Robert Durst get acquitted of murder. When I heard David Temple hired Dick DeGaron, I'm going, geez. The two lawyers have clashed many times before. How do you describe her? <laughs> they do not like each other. I can't trust her word. David Temple did not kill his wife, Belinda Temple, and the evidence will show you that he did not. But Siegler was confident and says the motive in this case is one of the oldest in the book. It's true that David had an affair. That doesn't make him a murderer. Not only did Temple cheat on his wife, but a year and a half after Belinda was killed, he married the woman with whom he'd had the affair, Heather Scott. She was the reason why David Temple finally made up his mind to end his marriage with Belinda by executing her. It doesn't look good, and that's what the prosecutor harped on all during the trial. DeGuerin's key witnesses were brothers who lived directly behind Temple's house. I heard a loud boom, boom. They were young boys when they told the police they heard what sounded like a gunshot. How many times did you hear that? One. Hello. The boys had started watching the movie Dr. Doolittle a little after four. And nine years later, they remembered the exact point in the film when they heard that sound. Right there. Right here. Stop it here. Using that point as a time reference, the defense figured they heard the boom around 4.30. And that is a critical time because David and his son Evan were seen on that store security video at 4.32. When they heard the gunshot, David Temple was six miles away. They were little kids and probably pretty impressionable, and who knows what they heard, when they heard, or why they heard it. When we spoke to Kelly Siegler in 2008, she spelled out her theory of what happened, saying that Temple murdered Belinda around 4 o'clock and then covered his tracks. David Temple made a sweep through the house and made a, an attempt to make the house look like it had been burglarized. He broke the glass in the back door, and then he took Evan and went to some places there in Katy to try and get himself on videotape to alibi himself as quickly as he could. That plan failed, she says, when a witness who went to the same high school as Temple said he saw him driving about a mile off the route Temple said he drove that day, but close to these rice fields. Well, what do you think he was doing out there? I think that's where he went to get rid of the shotgun. But you never found the shotgun. Do you know how many rice fields there are in Katy, Texas? And creeks and ponds? 
The evidence will show that David never had a 12-gauge shotgun. DeGaron says the weapon wasn't found because Temple never had it. Police zeroed in on Temple, he says, ignoring other potential suspects. The family had long suspected uh, this thug that lived next door. And uh, we just didn't have any proof of it. Riley Joe Sanders was a troubled 16-year-old who first claimed he'd been in school all day when in fact he was not. Belinda had told his parents he was perpetually truant and she had tangled with him and his friends for leaving broken beer bottles in her yard. I learned that he failed a series of polygraph tests on his knowledge of the murder. I learned that during the trial for the first time. It also turned out that Sanders, seen here in 2008, had borrowed his father's shotgun without permission. He had access to the kind of shotgun used in the, used in the murder, and he was in the area when the murder took place, and he had a history with Belinda Temple. Okay, he was a 16-year-old kid. Do you really think a 16-year-old kid is gonna walk into his neighbor lady's house, a teacher that he respected and did like, and blow her brains out when she's carrying her nine-month-old daughter inside her body? Why in the world would he do that? At trial, Siegler called Sanders as her last witness. He denied having anything to do with the murder, but admitted skipping out of school that day and driving around the neighborhood with friends smoking pot. He said he got home around 4.30 and took a nap. He came down here voluntarily to walk into a courtroom to face Dick DeGuerin, at that time, the meanest, baddest defense lawyer in the United States of America. We're not required to prove who it was. We don't know who it was. In closing, DeGuerin told jurors that the boy next door was a better suspect than David Temple. There's more evidence that it was Joe Sanders and his buddies than there is that it was David. But Siegler said David Temple was the one with the motive. You better believe he was serious about Heather, and you better believe he was done with Belinda in his mind. David Temple was convicted and sentenced to life. Every ounce of air that you had in your body was just taken from you at one time. DeGuerin says he knows a lot more now than he did back then about Riley Joe Sanders and about Kelly Siegler. How would you characterize Kelly Siegler's behavior in this trial? Outrageous. I hate to admit that I was snookered, but I was. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. David Temple stood trial, Steve Clapper, the longtime investigator for the Harris County DA, did not know the case very well. His only role in it was to drive Temple's neighbor, Riley Joe Sanders, to the airport and return some property to him. Kelly asked me to ship a shotgun back to him. He was living in Arkansas at the time. But then, five years later, a new witness got in contact with attorney Dick DeGarren. 
We're on the record at 2.46 p.m. Daniel Glasscock, who knew Riley Joe Sanders in high school, said he wanted to clear his conscience. He said back in 1999, he overheard Sanders talk about a burglary that escalated. I remember him saying nobody was supposed to be there. Uh, when he went to the house, as he went upstairs, the dog attacked him. He shot the dog, heard Belinda, put the dog in the closet, and they panicked and ran. It was confusing. The temple's dog was not shot. But Glasscock seemed to believe that dog was code for Belinda and that Sanders could be involved in her murder. I really believe that an innocent man is sitting in prison for something he didn't do. DeGuerin gave Glasscock's videotape statement to the district attorney's office, and investigator Steve Clappert was told to check it out. He said he panicked and ran. Was it awkward? to be investigating a case that your office had successfully prosecuted? Yes. Clappert needed to know more about the case. So he read the old police reports. All 1,319 pages. And he quickly became concerned. And what did you think when you read that? I thought, wow. The name Riley Joe Sanders was all over the reports. There he is again. There he is again. Sanders and his friends gave varying accounts about where they were and what they were doing on the day Belinda died. There he is again. Does that indicate to you that he might have been a suspect? There was an extreme amount of interest in him. Clappert was obligated to give the reports to Temple's new lawyers, Stanley Schneider and Casey Gotro. And they say a lot of what was in there was never seen before by the defense. Stuff was hidden. Who hid it? Siegler hid it. Siegler hid it, and she hid it well. For example, Dick DeGuerin says prosecutors hid information about this shotgun. It belonged to Riley Joe Sanders' father. Sanders admitted in court that before the murder, he took that gun without permission. Jurors did not hear that police were told one of Sanders' friends, Cody Ellis, had hidden the gun under his bed. And the fact that it's hidden, that's evidence of guilt that you're hiding something. How a sheriff's deputy got a hold of that gun is a mystery. The details of exactly how that deputy got the shotgun were unclear all the way up until the trial. How, how can that be? Because the deputy didn't write a supplement. Why not? I don't know. There was nothing sinister about it. Doesn't that seem odd to you? It doesn't to me, no. Shotguns cannot be individually identified with ballistics. Siegler claims the murder weapon was never found, but that shotgun had a lot of the same characteristics as the one that killed Belinda. It was a 12-gauge. It has spent, reloaded, double-up buckshot shell in it. It's the closest thing to a murder weapon law enforcement was ever able to find. And reloaded double-lot buckshot shell is pretty specific. It's pretty unique. It's the same gun that Clappert ended up returning to Sanders after Temple's trial. Did you wonder about that weapon that you sent back to Riley Joe Sanders? Yes, sir. It was a very sinking feeling. It still bothers me. It's something that you can't undo. As Clappert scrutinized the reports, he became interested in another break-in that happened just nine days before Belinda's murder. Some of Sanders' friends had gotten into a home by smashing through glass, like the Temple home. They'd gone in and rifled through some stuff, and so somebody had taken a CD player, turned it on his side, and left it sitting on the floor. Like, in the, the, like the TV in the Temple in case. In the TV in the Temple case was the same kind of way. One of the boys had a beef with the man who lived there, and Clappert wondered if Riley Joe Sanders had a beef with Belinda and whether that could be a motive for him and his friends to break into her home when they believed she wasn't there. They want to go mess things up. They want to go steal a few things. They want to hurt rather than kill. Riley Joe Sanders had no involvement in what happened to Belinda Temple. He was focused on, and he was cleared. And what cleared him? His own cooperation and truthfulness cleared him. That's all, though, right? Yes. 
Clappert says he sees nothing in those reports to definitively clear Sanders or his friends. Sanders failed three polygraphs. Some of his friends failed too. But the investigation, Clappert says, just seemed to stall. Looked like they ran into a dead end. And then all of a sudden it picked up and it seemed like the entire focus was on David Temple. Guilty of murder. Guilty of murder. Clappert says he wanted to pick up where investigators left off. He wanted to talk to Cody Ellis. I wanted to ask him about the shotgun that he'd hidden for several days from uh, Riley Joe Sanders. We know that they were together the day of the murder. Did you ever get to ask him anything? No, sir. Not one question? No. Clappert says his plans were derailed by other detectives including Dean Holtke, one of the first on the scene. Clappert says they got to Ellis first and tipped him off about the new investigation. What's more, Cody Ellis and Riley Joe Sanders both got lawyers who did not want them talking to Clappert. Who found the lawyers? Kelly Siegler, who was no longer with the DA's office. Have you ever done that before? Made sure someone had a lawyer? Yeah. It's a prosecutor's job to make sure someone has a lawyer when you think they need a lawyer. Detectives also talked to Daniel Glasscock, the man who gave to Garen that videotape statement. They made an audio tape of this interview. A jury heard this thing, okay? All 12 of them convicted him. What do you believe their goal was in talking to Mr. Glasscock? Break Mr. Glasscock down. After five hours of talking, Glasscock wavered on a lot of the details. DeGaron did not tell me, do not say this, do not say that, but I just feel like words were being put in my mouth. When I heard that that witness not only recanted, but that witness admitted that Dick DeGaron was the person who fed him the details of the murder case, I was pretty disgusted. Clappert's new look at this old case was not winning him friends in the office. People that I had known for many, many years would no longer talk to me. What, they would shun you? Yes. Like school kids? Yes. He called Kelly Siegler to explain what was happening. He was crying on the phone, apologizing for what it was he was doing to a righteous conviction and investigation. Wasn't in tears, I was upset. My voice cracks. What were you upset about? Well, You ever had the rug pulled out from under you? I believed in that office. After 47 years in law enforcement, Clappert left the Harris County DA's office in 2012. Do you believe David Temple is an innocent man? I, I believe that he did not kill his wife. Now, Clappert would be a key player in getting a convicted killer a new day in court. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From day one, I knew that this day would come. In December 2014, after eight years in prison and after losing two appeals, David Temple's luck changed. 
the process is in the right direction right now. He was granted a new hearing to see if he got a fair trial or if he deserved a new one. Attorneys Stanley Schneider and Casey Gotro hope to prove that prosecutors hid evidence from the defense, including police reports that focused on Riley Joe Sanders and his friends. You have a young man who's interviewed on six different days, gives seven oral statements, two written statements, and flunks three polygraph tests. Former prosecutor Kelly Siegler says Temple's trial attorney Dick DeGarren got everything he was entitled to. Dick DeGarren might not have eyeballed with his own eyes the exact statement typed up in an offense report, but what Riley Joe Sanders had to say in all of those statements, the meat of it was known to Dick DeGarren. And she says DeGarren got police reports exactly when DA office policy said he should. That policy at the time was, after an officer finished testifying, right before DeGarren began his cross-examination, he could look at, but not copy, that officer's reports. It was designed to keep Dick DeGarren with his hands tied behind his back. I don't know how the hell you're supposed to do your job as a defense lawyer when you're given that volume of information in the middle of trial. Some reports were 100 pages or longer, and the defense never got to see reports written by officers who did not take the stand. At Temple's new hearing, Siegler was called to testify, and she described how information was doled out to the defense. You said, I would give them all the discovery they were entitled to, piece by piece, very slowly and very miserably, they got what they were entitled to have. They got snippets, bits and pieces. They never saw the whole police report. Even doing it the slow way, every single thing under the law Mr. Mr. DeGuerin was entitled to was turned over to him. And who decided what was exculpatory? The same as in any other case the prosecutor does. You did. Sure, that's the way it works. What the hell is that? Gotro disputes that Siegler handed over everything favorable to the defense, and she says it all should have been disclosed before the trial. For example, all those reports about Sanders that could be used to argue he made inconsistent statements. He was investigated, he was consistent, he was cooperative, and I believe he was always very truthful. Well, he said that he went different places in different statements. At one point he says that he saw David Temple's truck leaving the neighborhood. At another time he says he didn't see David Temple's truck leaving the neighborhood. How's that consistent? His story was pretty much consistent. This is not a minor point. You know this. He said, on second thought, it wasn't David Temple's truck. No, but, but the Miss Siegler, you know that the, the devil's in the details in these cases. And you know, in this case, he was pretty definitive the first time around. Not really. Yes, he no, was. He, he, wasn't. De he described that truck with tinted windows and those special that wheels. That is not true. It wasn't that definitive. It was pretty definitive. That's not the way I read it. Defense attorneys say if jurors knew everything about Riley Joe Sanders, they might have been more open to Temple's explanation of evidence, like those shards of glass that police found so incriminating. Attorney Stanley Schneider says they could have scattered when David came charging through the door. If that door swung open and hits the hutch, it's going to fly off into the living room. At the new hearing, Kelly Siegler spent five days on the stand. The former prosecutor aggressively defended herself. It was very, very repetitious, and it seemed like it could have been a whole lot more efficient. She was so just blasé about what she had hidden and why she had hidden it. And I have my client. David, sitting next to me, who lost his wife and his baby and hasn't watched his son grow up, and his family has gone bankrupt trying to get him out of prison. It broke my heart a little bit, and I didn't see that one coming. That was for damn sure. It breaks your heart a little bit now, I think. Yeah, it does. In the middle of this new hearing, defense attorneys discovered some evidence that never made it to court before. We're at the Katy High School. We're conducting an interview in the investigation of Belinda Temple's death. Audio taped interviews conducted at Belinda's school just two days after she died. 
A group of teachers were interviewed one day in the gym. There was nothing of substance on any of those tapes in those interviews. But Casey Gotro says those tapes change everything. They would have decimated the state's case. Siegler says Belinda was killed around 4 p.m. Cell phone records show she made a call to David at 3.32, but they don't show where she was. A teacher who had been in a meeting with Belinda gave police a clue. She left my office between 20 after 3 and 3.30. Uh -huh. And, you know, from what other people have said, she made a phone call to David. Defense attorneys say if Belinda made that call from school at 3.32, it would be all but impossible for her to have been home at 4 p.m., the time Siegler said she was killed. But Siegler says the teacher was actually talking about a different phone call. She says she left my office between 20 after 3 and 3.30. And you know, from what other people have said, she made a phone call to David. Which happened earlier that day. There's no indication that she's talking about this any earlier. That's how I read it, because they did have phone calls earlier that day. And she makes no reference of that. She doesn't say that it's happening later either. Y'all are reading into that what well, you want to read but... into it. Temple's lawyers say if Belinda arrived home after four, Temple would have had just minutes to murder her, clean up, stage the scene, and get his young son to that store where they were seen on surveillance footage. Kelly's timeline can't be. David can't be the killer. 23 witnesses testified at the hearing, including Daniel Glasscock, who contacted DeGuerin and spurred the reopening of this case. He was called by the state. He continued to contradict himself and wound up in tears. His eggs were scrambled so badly by all of those interviews, I mean, he's virtually useless as a witness anymore. It was a lot for the judge to take in, and this judge is tough tough on defendants and very tough to read he didn't smile he didn't frown he didn't scout nothing nothing okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If David Temple doesn't get a new trial, then due process is dead in Texas, and we should all just go home. David Temple's attorneys weren't sure they had any chance at all with Judge Larry Gist as they waited for his opinion. What I knew about Judge Gist was that he had a prison unit named after him. That could be bad. You don't get a prison named after you by being pro-defense. And then, in July 2015, came the news. Judge Larry Gist said David Temple should get a new trial. Judge Gist listed facts. 36 facts favorable to the defense that he said the state should have disclosed but didn't or disclosed too late to be of any use. Seeing a judge that got to see all of this evidence say this man deserves a fair trial, he wasn't given one, that mattered in ways that I still feel. This was the first good news David Temple's parents had heard in years. What this whole case is about is this right here. At a press conference, attorneys Stanley Schneider and Casey Gotro. That's Steve over in the corner. With Steve Clappert standing behind them, 
showed precisely how much information they say was withheld from the defense. This was never seen. This is what was suppressed. Did you feel vindicated when you read the decision? Certainly did. I certainly did. But Stanley Schneider was not ready to celebrate, at least not yet. This is not a victory. Uh, this, this is just the first step. It was the first step because the judge's opinion was a recommendation to a higher court, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. And that is where David Temple's fate would be decided. How confident are you that the Court of Criminal Appeals will order a new trial? I'm afraid to jinx it. I'm afraid to, uh, to hope too loudly. Kelly Siegler was emphatic that she did follow the rules during Temple's trial. Judge gives findings when compared to what actually happened at trial with what the witnesses testified to, his findings are incorrect. Judge Gist is just wrong. Yes, sir, he is. On 36 points. Yes, sir, he is. Not one thing that he enumerated is true. Not even one. Just because one judge made these ridiculous findings that none of us can understand, he's not the final say. The Court of Criminal Appeals is, thank God. It was a long wait, but that final say did come in November 2016. In a split decision, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals agreed with Judge Gist, saying the prosecutor's actions had enormous significance. Temple's conviction was overturned, and the court granted his request for a new trial. How you feeling? And after those nine years in prison, David Temple was released at the end of December. And then you saw your family. And then I see my family, one at a time. And tell me what that was like. It's very long awaited. See my uh, brothers. You all right? My mom and dad. It's incredible to uh, just have that touch and the affection that you've wanted all that time and have not been able to have. It's a uh, sweet, sweet joy. You remember what you said to them? Just how much I loved them. Remember what they said to you? How much they loved me and they were glad I was finally home. They've been waiting for nine years. caught up with Temple soon after his release at his parents' house back in Katy. What kind of welcome home party did they have for you? Absolutely, just a great home-cooked meal. Heather was here and you just Heather and here. Evan met here. By the time we got here with my brothers and my mom and dad, they were here within five minutes, so it was a great night. Temple's son Evan grew from a boy into a young man while David was in prison. They remained close. Evan was raised by Temple's second wife, Heather, during those years, and they have both asked for privacy. David Temple may have had his conviction overturned, but he is still charged with Belinda's murder, and Belinda's family says they still believe David is responsible for her death. Do you want to say anything to them? I just pray for their peace. And that's where I'm at right now. And I pray that for them every day. Will David Temple be retried for Belinda's murder? That's up to the new DA in Harris County, Kim Ogg, who has brought Steve Clappert back to the DA's office as chief investigator. Ogg has promised to personally review the case and decide whether to drop the charges or prosecute David Temple all over again. Could you do it again? Absolutely. I wouldn't wish a trial on my worst enemy. But if I need to do it, I would do it. And I'd do it tomorrow if I need to do it. Stanley Schneider is now handling David Temple's case alone. 
Belinda Temple's family is asked for a special prosecutor to be assigned before a decision about a retrial for David is reached. To see the evidence from tonight's case, join us on the web at 48hours.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence, and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus.